All right, good to see you all here today. Vision part three. Here we go. This is our first ever Vision Weekend, actually. Those who've been in the church a long time, you know that. We've not done a Vision Weekend uh, before. If you missed last weekend, I would encourage you to hop online and uh, catch on, uh, catch that podcast. Uh, we went through a bunch of great stuff that's happening next year uh, that we're going uh, to start working on and start releasing uh, during the year. Uh, and we're going to finish that up here uh, this weekend uh, with uh, what, we're, what I'm sharing here tonight uh, and tomorrow with you. I want to commend those of you who were here praying uh, and coming to worship uh, here today. You know, there was, right from the beginning of prayer, there was a freedom theme in the house. How many believe God wants you to live in freedom? Oh, let me hear you. How many believe God wants you to live in freedom? There's something great about being free and not letting things, you know, get us all hung up and insecure and embarrassed and worried about what people think. I'm worried about what God thinks of my life and my praise and my worship. Uh, you know, it's been uh, something many of you have experienced in your own lives. When you give God your best and you're not too concerned what others think, he shows up and takes care of your business. You know, things were... Uh, the things near and dear to our hearts, I, I mean, I, I've seen this happen over and over again, whether it be in family and relationships and kids and finance, ministry, health, God will show up uh, and, and really move on your behalf when we live a lifestyle giving him uh, our best. Uh, you know, and as a church, we're in a season, you know, like I said last week, God has brought us into this new land, new territory, new, a new normal. We're never going back to how we used to be. We are now a, a different church, if you will, even though we're the same church. Uh, God has brought us into new territory, uh, one church in two locations, and we believe there are many more locations to come in the years ahead. We are going to, of course, take some time to set our roots down and learn how to take care of the land, right? I read a scripture that talked about this last week. We're going to be sure that we're faithful with where God has brought us, but we're not going to just put our feet up and think that, okay, we can chill for a decade, no, we believe God has provided a great platform and a great opportunity for us to even more effectively bless our city and even more effectively believe for more of your friends and your family members, your neighbors, your classmates, your coworkers to come to meet Jesus. Remember, at the end of the day, that is why the church exists. Don't fall for any of the stuff you hear these days in Western culture about why church exists and it's supposed to be a show and entertain us and yada, yada, yada. It exists for the expansion of his kingdom. It exists for the glory of God. The church exists so that he would become known and become famous in our cities and in our communities. Amen? So quick recap for those who weren't here, and even if you were, just a quick recap on a few things I shared last week. Uh, we announced, and this one had already been previously announced, but we re-announced uh, our first ever women's conference happening in 2019. Come on, this is going to be awesome. Our, our first ever conference period, actually, so it's, it's landmark in, in multiple ways. Uh, we announced uh, upgrades coming to this campus, to this location, physical upgrades uh, that are going to take place here, uh, up on the stage, cafe, painting, you know, different areas, lighting, uh, visual. This is the recording campus. This here is where all the, uh, all the recording happens. We've got big plans for a better online presence with uh, YouTube channels being populated and what have you. That all happens here, so we're going to upgrade uh, things so that it, uh, it, it looks appropriate. Uh, we announced a bunch of I Heart My City initiatives. How many are excited about our chances to love on our city in 2019? Amen? 
And, of course, one of them was over in Africa. We heart our city, and we heart cities in Africa, uh, doing a, a bike a business program there for women in Africa. We announced, our, we announced worship nights coming in 2019. This is a brand-new initiative. I'm pumped about this one. Not just because I love to worship, but because I want to see us train everybody in our church with the heart, the theology, the biblical mandate to worship. Once you... Once you're a believer and you're established in your faith and you're, you know, you're planted, you're good, you know Jesus and you know where you belong, then you start to get into scriptures and it teaches about worship and what worship looks like and how worship should flow out of us. And you really can't ever unsee them once you've seen them. And once we start to do some teaching and some training on this, it will help you step forward into greater freedom in worship in your life, greater freedom uh, in your expression of your love for God and your, your adoration uh, for God. You know, again, there are a lot of things in our mind and in our maybe cultural norms that would try to get us to just be religious in worship. But boy, oh boy, the Bible just continually over and over teaches against that and teaches freedom in worship when we come before our Savior. Amen. And then, of course, the last thing we announced was the physical space is there, but now this year we want to actually build and outfit our own music recording studio at the Gage Park campus, which will allow us to start recording worship and training teams how to record worship and getting our worship team opportunities to uh, play and learn what it is to uh, be recorded and to do recordings and so on and so forth. I am super excited that worship is a big theme coming up in 2019. If you're someone who still struggles with worship, I want to encourage you the next time you are here, or even tomorrow by yourself at home, abandon yourself and worship your God. Abandon yourself and praise him. Abandon yourself uh, and honor him. Uh, you know, I, I want us to be one of those churches that's known for the presence and power of God. I don't care so much about what our show looks like because we're never going to go down that road of trying to put on a show. I want there to be a spirit and presence of God that is so prominent in this place. Uh, and we're going to do everything we can next year to further promote that. Amen? Now, I'm going to do a quick, <clears throat> read a quick few scriptures to you before I share some of the final batch of initiatives for 2019. And then we're going to receive a one-time, our first-ever vision offering. The vision offering, this is above and beyond tithes and offerings. We're not robbing Peter to pay Paul here. This is a, an extra one-time vision offering that will go to fund all of these things that we announced last week and that we're announcing this week uh, for the new year. Matthew 20, 25 to 28 says, you know that the rulers in this world lord over people, and officials flaunt their authority over people. But among you it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be a servant, and whoever wants to be first must become a slave. Even the Son of Man came not to, to be served, but to serve others, and give his life as a ransom for many. Acts 18, 9 and 10 says, one night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision and said, don't be scared, speak out. Don't be silent. I'm with you and no one will attack or harm you because many people in this city belong to me. How many believe many people in this city belong to the Lord? Come on, God has many people in Hamilton. Jeremiah 29, 4 to 7. This is the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel. This is what he says to all the captives he's exiled from Babel, uh, to Babylon from Jerusalem. Build homes and plan to stay. Plant gardens, eat the food you produce, marry and have children, find spouses for them so you'll have grandchildren. Multiply, do not dwindle away, and work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I have sent you. Pray to the Lord for that city because its welfare will determine your welfare. 
God has us here in this city, in this time, in 2018 for a reason. You do not exist by accident. This church does not exist by accident. God knew way back when that this would be the time where a second campus would open. God knows everything that's happening here, and he's got a specific plan and destiny for our lives and for our church. I love the first verse, and it teaches and talks to us about being a servant. Our human nature doesn't like that, right? Being the last and serving others, yet it's all through the scriptures. It's what Jesus himself came and modeled. Uh, rock star Christianity is not a thing. Servant, being a servant, serving others, following the example of Jesus. That's what we're called to do. We need to understand when we talk about loving God and loving people, and that's what our, where I'm starting here uh, tonight. We have it in the big wall down at Gage Park, and we will put it on a big wall here. Like I said last weekend, the Love God, Love People sign is coming here as well. We love God and we love people by serving, by meeting needs, by praying, by creating an atmosphere where people can come and find Jesus, find hope, find their own uh, salvation. Just like these scriptures tell us, don't be fearful or scared. Don't think, God, you have me in the wrong place at the wrong time. No, God has us here right now for this time because there are many people in this city. He already knows the people who are destined to come in contact with us and with our church and with you and with your lives, and he already has it mapped out, but we have to be obedient and do our part. We have to say, God, I'm going to live for your purpose and your plan. I'm going to serve. I'm going to live humbly. I'm going to live for uh, what you've uh, connected me with here, the, the, the vision for my life and the vision for our church. Remember, those two things are interconnected. God's vision for your life will never happen outside of you being uh, connected to your local church. And as a church, our dream and desire is that as we further impact our city, many of you uh, are going to start to have more opportunity uh, to impact your communities, your neighborhoods, your workplaces, your schools. And like we've talked about in previous weeks, there is new campuses to come someday. There is new church plants to come someday. God prophesied uh, at our transition service about churches in the Middle East and in Africa. We're going to believe God that as we're faithful right here at home, he can start to give us other nations. He can start to open doors to other nations. It's a biblical principle. Be faithful what's currently in your hand and then believe that God will add more. We can't sit back and be unfaithful with what's in our hand and still believe that God's going to somehow throw a bunch more at us. No, faithful with where we are today and step by step we will walk into our future. Amen? I have a friend who I remember a conversation I had many years ago and he was pastoring a church in a northern state in the United States and he was going to move and start to pastor down south. And I remember him saying, you know, we were talking about this. Um, and I might have had this conversation with a few people, sadly, uh, but I can think of this one specifically. And, I, and he said, it's way easier down south. Everybody's already a Christian because it'll be so easy to build a big church. It'll be so easy to move down there and do the exact same stuff I do here, but like everybody's already a Christian down there. It's going to be great. And I remember thinking to myself, I don't really see that as part of the Great Commission. If everybody's already a Christian and already in churches down there, maybe that's the last place you should be opening a church. Maybe you should be finding the least Christian place in your nation and go plant a church there. But often people can look for either an easier road or want it to get big fast. And the problem with that is you show up with the new show in town and a bunch of people come, but guess what? Five years later, somebody else shows up with the new show in town and all your people go check that out instead. When I heard that, I remember it just, it didn't sit well with me. And, and to this day, I think that's, that's never going to be in our, our heart to do. 
God is in the business of more people being added to his kingdom, not people being shuffled around in his kingdom like players on a chessboard. He wants more people. He wants your family members, your friends, your neighbors to come into a relationship with Jesus. How many believe that there are still many more people in this city that God has his eye on and he knows they are going and they're ready to receive his presence in their lives? Come on, God already knows who they are. We don't know yet, but we will find out as we're faithful with the journey. Luke 19 verse 10 reminds us, the son of man came to seek and save those who are lost. I suspect Jesus' advice would have been pretty clear to somebody who says, I'm going to move my church to someone where everyone's already a Christian. He would have said, I came to seek and save those who are lost. Why don't you move your church to where there's tons of lost people, tons of people who have not yet heard the good news, who are still kind of looking for their answers, looking for hope. You know, I believe that one of the goals of our church as we continue to love on our city and love on the communities and the people in our city uh, as, that, as that remains one of our goals, and it always will be, that same heart is going to be transferred whenever new opportunities arise in the future. And I'm talking, you know, down the road. I have no idea where future church plants are happening or how that's going to work. But we will take that same heart into whatever community God opens up. It will be about trying to just connect people to Jesus, to reach people with the love of Jesus. Not too interested in going somewhere where everybody's already a Christian. Let's go somewhere where people need to hear the good news of the gospel. Amen? So today's vision offering, which we're going to do at the end here. I'm going to be short here with the rest of this message. Today's vision offering is going to go 100% to funding the initiatives that we announced last weekend and that we're announcing tonight and this weekend. All of that money, every single cent that comes in is going to go right in uh, to these plans and these, and, uh, these uh, ideas for next year. And I believe that as we further bless our city and bless our community, uh, we are going to continue to see the hand and the favor of God on us in the days ahead. Amen? So I'm going to share with you six new things. I shared five last week. I got six more. And this will make our list for 2019. We will get this list in a you know, a concise form somewhere online and uh, post it and people can save it and do what you want with it. I mentioned this uh, last week just kind of in passing uh, when I was recapping 2018's list. Uh, We are going to be launching small group marriage uh, seminars, small group marriage counseling, maybe, I don't know if counseling is the best word, because it's more of a marriage building, marriage uh, training Training, that's the word. Marriage training groups that Doug and Barb Gervin are going to oversee. They're going to do this in their home. They're going to bring five, six, seven couples at a time with them. Uh, they've got curriculum ready to go. I spoke with Doug a few weeks ago, and he said, we are ready. We are pumped. We're excited. We're going to start this right off in the new year. Uh, they'd actually planned on starting it this fall, but just, uh, you know, schedules didn't allow for that. Uh, so the new year, they're going to get rolling with the first one of these. Uh, and, and you'll recall I mentioned last week that we're going to also be doing Win at Life marriage seminars here on a broader scale for everybody who wants to come. Uh, we've got a, a marriage seminar planned uh, in the first half of the uh, new year. Those two things combined are going to be just a great investment into the marriages in this house. How many believe God wants you to have a successful, strong marriage? Come on, the church should be the example to the world on what marriage looks like, on what it looks like to serve one another. Everybody these days is used to what it's like to not serve and to always be fighting and arguing and getting your own way and having bad attitudes. The church should be the example as we take the advice and we take the counsel of Scripture and we apply it and we obey it. Marriages become healthy. Marriages become strong. So Doug and Barb are going to do that. That'll be a small group format. 
uh, and then we will have a larger format, uh, marriage, uh, Win at Life Marriage Seminar here uh, as well that's open to everyone uh, in the new year. The second thing we're going to be developing, a new initiative that we've never uh, done before in our church, is called the Growth Track. The Growth Track. <clears throat> the Growth Track is a four-week uh, you know, small sessions that will take place immediately after service. So uh, initially, I see this happening maybe quarterly, uh, let's say, uh, for four weeks in a row. And what it is, it's, it's a, another doorway, another way for new people to the church to meet with us. Uh, we'll have some pastors and some of our small group leaders and A-team leaders and different ones uh, who, who will be present and be involved. It's a, a four-week uh, growth track that they can come and join for, you know, 20, 30 minutes after services. And we're going to go through activate, connect, train, and then number four, the fourth week, join the team. And we're going to talk to them about everything from salvation and what it means to be a Christian and start to get into the Word. We're going to talk about everything that it means to be activated in their faith and what it looks like in our church. We're going to talk about being connected, connect groups, and what it means to get connected relationally in the church. We're going to talk about training, developing in the Word, how we train people here, our desire and heart to see people mature and grow as believers. And then the fourth week, we'll be giving them opportunities where they can sign up right away to join teams, to look for small groups. Uh, they're just going to get a chance to ask questions to pastors, ask questions to small group leaders. We'll have some donuts and coffee and like kind of keep it casual. But it's going to be a four-week thing that repeats itself over and over throughout the year. Uh, so brand new people coming can have a nice crash course on what is this all about? What happens in this church? Why does this church exist? So we're super pumped about this. And as the church grows and gets bigger, we'll just keep doing more of these. You know, eventually down the road, I could see this being monthly. It's the same thing, uh, you know, for four consecutive weeks. It just repeats itself. Uh, and so we're going to get that launched uh, in 2019. We've been in touch with some other churches who are doing something similar. Uh, and they've already told us, like, it really does just give new folks a real good, clear, crisp understanding of church life and the Christian life and the Christian faith. I believe that as a church, we have a responsibility to do our best to make sure that when someone walks through these doors, we don't just leave them kind of hoping they figure it out for themselves. We have a responsibility to say, here's who Jesus is. Here's how you meet and follow Jesus. Here's who we are as a church. Here's how we'd love you to join with us and get connected relationally here. Everything we can do to make it seamless for someone to come and find Jesus uh, and start their new life and their new journey. Sound good? The third thing uh, that we're going to be... Uh, uh, working on this year, some uh, things that have already happened in prior years, but there's some new initiatives, and I'm going to call on my uh, good English buddy, Matt, and he's going to come on up and share with you about some real men initiatives happening. Church, why don't you put your hands together and welcome Matt on up here. Hi, good evening. You know what, it's great to be up here and it's great to share what real men, what men can do in our city. When we were looking at those scriptures there and it talks about being a servant, having a heart of a servant in whatever you do, people will listen to you. You will have influence in your home, in your city, wherever you are, that will happen. And coming up here tonight, I've got some exciting things to share from 2018. And then, as Pastor Jay just said, 2019 things to look forward to. So listen, I want to say, first of all, there are so many great men in this church. 
I am honoured to be a part of this church and I'm honoured to be around the guys that are in this church. And they're my brothers. I consider them my brothers. And when we go out into our city and we serve our city and we do it together, there's a brotherhood that emerges from that. And that's a very exciting thing. When I go to England, I spent time in England this summer and I told people about real men. And, you know, you can check it out. If you Google Real Men Hamilton or if you go to www.realmenhamilton.tv, you can see some of the bike drives that we did in 2018. In 2018, we were able to give over about 120 bikes away to kids at schools in Hamilton. And and more than that, we went into the schools. We're now invited by principals to come into the schools. They trust us that we're going to go there and we're going to serve. We're not going to, to tell people what to do, but we're going to serve. And that's a great thing. And so as we're invited in, they, they want the benefit of, of, new, you know, of bikes for the kids. And uh, Prince of Wales School, Westwood School, we were able to give bikes away. Mission Services, Eric Savard and a team were able to go down there and do music nights at Mission Services. Real men were able to um, serve our community in that way. Jamie Wood has a corn, has corn on his farm. He was able to go and give it out around our city with a group of men in different locations and serve our city. You'll see all of this on the Real Men site. But what it does is it breaks down the concept of church. It breaks down the concept even of men and what they are in society today. And it it gives people a different understanding. And I just want to share this. This was one of the responses we had from... This, this is from Westwood, and I just want to read this to you. It's from a single mum, and she says, My family wanted to thank you for the large impact you had yesterday on our sons at Westwood School. Due to financial stresses, my boys haven't had bikes to fit them in two years. My youngest son has several undiagnosed delays And having this opportunity will help teach the important skills such as balance, forethought, hand-eye coordination, but most importantly, self-confidence and pride. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. And that's just one person. We are really making a difference in the city here. And you know what? It's been God's provision. God's given us partners in the city We've got New Hope Bikes. They partner with us now. We go and fix up the bikes there. There's a team of guys that go down there and we fix the bikes up. We've partnered with Seven Star Sports. We started off partnering with them and they gave us some helmets. They gave us a discount on helmets because they've been so impressed with what real men have been doing going into the schools. They've said, you know what? We're going to give you all the helmets for free, whatever you do, every time you do a bike drive. And as Pastor Jay shared last week, The person that owns Seven Star Sports, as it turned out, got into a conversation with Lorenzo and they figured out that their warehouse used to be where our new campus is right now. And he said, I want to come down and see what it's like now as a church. Also, a union at Ford, they've wanted to partner with us and we're in conversation with them about how they can help us best. I had a guy come up to me after the service last week from our church who works for Walmart in management. 
And he said, you know what, I think we've got brand new bikes that Walmart can give to real men to go into our city. You know what, when you partner with God, when you do what God wants you to do, it's easy, isn't it? Because God makes a way where there seems to be no way. Time after time, he is so faithful and so able to provide all we need. You know what, we're dreaming big. Guys are praying. We want to get a big trailer, a big black trailer with Real Men Hamilton with our signature signature logo down the side of it with the Living Hope sign on the back with I Heart My City on one side too. We're going to drive around our city. We're going to go and serve our city. We're going to go and love our city. We're going to go and down, break down the walls between church and secular society. We are going to influence our city for Jesus Christ. And so as we pray and we dream big, we know that God's going to provide. I have no doubt that he's going to provide for us. And that will become a reality. Most of all, and I want to finish with this, and I want to be very serious in this. It's not just about giving bikes away. It's about seeing men changed because Jesus Christ died on a cross for them. And there is nothing that gives me greater pleasure than working alongside a guy or getting to know a guy and they start to ask questions. Hey, you know what? Like, I've got pain in my life. And they start to open up and they start to ask about Jesus Christ. And you find yourself talking to them about it, doing understanding your new life or seven steps to freedom and actually just spending time seeing a guy change from pain and no hope and mess to a man who stands for Jesus Christ, a man who loves others, a man that wants to change and, and be not just in the world, but in his family, wants to serve his family, wants to love his wife, wants to lift her up and not tear her down, wants to see his kids become all they can be. And that's the center point of what real men's doing. The bikes and all the rest of it is a way of serving. But the ultimate thing is to see men come to Jesus Christ. And we've had men come out to the church and it's very, very exciting. So next year, we're looking forward to having two more drives. We now have schools coming to us and saying, we want to have a bike drive at our school. Principals are talking and they do talk. And, they, and they've said, you know what, you've got to get these guys to come in. And, and so we're, we've got Central, which is right downtown, and Shadok, which is over here. So it's near both of our campuses. Um, we're going to have great times of ministry. We're going to have real men events next year. With, we've got two great guest speakers lined up. So guys, you can even start telling people about that. Get ready for that, because that's going to happen. And most importantly... We're going to serve our city. We're going to love on the people that God sends our way. And we are going to make a difference, just like Living Hope is in this city. Amen. Come on. Great job. Thank you. Come on, so good. Come on, how many believe it's important for men to stand and be men? Right? There's a great call on the men in our church. In the last few years, it's been great to watch the men rise up and work together. 
You know, one of the most amazing things about the bike drives, for example, is obviously it's a blessing to give the bikes away. That, that's just, you can't beat the looks on the faces of the kids and the parents. But to see the men here behind the scenes, fixing them up, cleaning them up, working together, driving all over the place to get stuff, uh, having late nights where they're getting everything organized, organizing the lists of kids and their sizes and their ages, and like to see the men working together for something greater is just absolutely fantastic to watch. And so we're going to be sure we're going to have a couple of men's events that we're going to have, you know, fun and food and great ministry because we're going to, we're going to pour into the men in our church this year because I believe that when men lead their families well, when men connect with Jesus, when men start to learn to serve and be humble and not be proud and all closed up like men are too often, when that starts to happen, a church can be absolutely revolutionized. Your families will be revolutionized. Kids will be revolutionized. A city can change, uh, I believe, when men catch the fire of Jesus. Amen? The fourth thing I want to share with you here, a few more to go. We are going to be adding in a new uh, level to our T-Track, our Wednesday night T-Track program. And this is going to start to get into a Bible college level uh, program uh, that we're going to start to develop. And Jeff Anderson, as you know, has been just doing an absolutely fantastic job overseeing the T-Track so far in 2018. Go ahead, give him a hand. We're going, to be, uh, we're going to start to add new courses into a new level, a second level that will run parallel to the current level that's uh, being, being developed. This will be a level that starts to really hone in on theology and evangelism, if I could just pick a couple terms that are you know, broad in scope. But deeper looks into the scriptures, deeper look into the word, but remember the church you're a part of. We will never just look deep into the Word so we can cram our heads full of knowledge. We will look deep into the Word so that we even more understand the mission that we're on, the mission that God has, uh, has here for us so that we're a part of. Uh, so it's going to be something that allows uh, people, and I know there are many in our church who desire to get deeper in learning the Word. How do I research it? How do I study it? Uh, how do I start to pull out original languages and uh, really start to get deeper into Scripture? That's what we're going to start to add in uh, in the fall of 2019. Uh, it's going to start to head towards a Bible college level in our T-Track. How many believe getting deeper into the Word is absolutely vital as a believer? Amen? The fifth thing, <clears throat> I'm super excited about this. We are, and this is again going to be a first phase that we start to uh, kind of roll out over the next few years, uh, but the fall of 2019, we are going to be launching a Living Hope internship program, and this is going to be a part-time internship program to start with, where it's not going to be, you know, an all-day, everyday thing, uh, but we're going to start off a, a part-time internship that will uh, utilize our evening T-Track program. Uh, there's going to be some different tracks that people can get involved in uh, in this program, you know, based on interests and just interest and skill, but also we want this to become a program that helps teach and train people everything there is about running a church, about being in ministry, learning the word, uh, accountability, mentoring, Bible classes, serving, running uh, with teams, working with teams, training teams. Uh, it's going to become, and what we're, our, what we're aiming for, for this down the road in the next few years, is this will become our ministry training school, our ministry training center. We're starting off as a part-time internship, and we'll keep adding the pieces to it. We'll, we'll start adding uh, kind of more meat uh, on the bones. So for this year, uh, there will be a very heavy involvement with the T-Track. There will be heavy involvement with A-teams, uh, both on the weekends and also on team nights. 
Uh, they will certainly be involved in all the I Heart My City things that are going on, both in the preparation and ex- execution uh, of those. Uh, the Women's Conference, our interns are going to be right there, again, helping prep, but also execute and serve and be visible at the conference uh, when that takes, uh, that takes place. Uh, worship nights they're going to be involved in. We're going to have mentoring time set aside with leaders and pastors in our church that have some uh, one-on-one mentoring time uh, with them. It's going to be a combination, Bible training, personal growth, spiritual growth, and ministry training. And we'll just start adding to it. For the following year, we'll add more. The year after that, we'll add more. The long-term goal is that we have an in-house school where you can be trained in the Word, you can grow in your faith, And you can learn everything you need to learn about being in ministry, working in ministry. Whether you ever work in a church or in our church full-time or not, you will be able to launch campuses, launch, uh, you know, new churches, oversee ministries, uh, grow into leadership positions. You already see the way we function as a church. We have absolutely no issue with volunteers uh, becoming uh, greater and greater and greater in their responsibility as leaders. And this is just going to help further that even more. We want to pour into people so that we're training people right here at home what it is uh, to, uh, you know, live in a life of ministry. You know, I went away for four years to Bible college, and one of the things that I just, one of the things I didn't like about it then, and I just regretted it so much when I came back home, I, I would tell people, and I still tell people, I wish I could have stayed here and been trained in ministry in my own church. Because I had to go away somewhere, and then when I came home, it was just this awkward number of years of getting reintegrated into my own church. I mean, I grew up in this church, and I felt like a stranger off the street uh, when I came back. And we believe wholeheartedly that we can train people right here in-house, and you don't need to go anywhere. So people already have our DNA. You already know how we do things. You're already a part of the church family. Now you can receive all the training you need to live all that you want to do for God and just run after it 110%. So I'm super excited about this. This is going to, you know, along with the uh, Bible college level that I mentioned that we're going to start to develop with our T-Track, you can see how this stuff will all work together to form a training school, uh, a ministry training school, uh, in in not too long. I would imagine a couple years down the road. But I believe our future leaders and teachers and songwriters and uh, recording artists and campus pastors and church planters and youth leaders, I mean, everything that goes on in church, I believe that we are going to be able to train them like never before with this program. How many believe investing uh, in leadership, investing in the next generation is absolutely vital for the future and the health of a church? Amen? I am super, super pumped about that. The sixth thing and final thing, we are going to uh, get our plans done up and start to work towards finishing off the rest of the Gage Park campus. So the rest of it meaning the parking lot, and we want to do the parking lot actually sooner than later because, as you know, it is not an enjoyable walk, all muddy and uneven and rocky and uh, you know, not a real good long-term plan. And the plan isn't to keep it that way, but uh, we, we just need to keep working on the funds to be able to pave that. We want to redo the front section. So you know at the campus right now, there's the whole front of the building that's dark and nothing's in there yet. It was done to a certain degree when the, when the renovation happened, uh, you know, insulation and uh, you know, drywall and electrical and fire uh, systems and so on and so forth. But it's not actually finished yet where we can occupy it. And what we're looking at doing there, uh, to make it simple... The two doors you see in the cafe at Gage Park, they line up perfectly with the front doors that face Cumberland. Everything to the west, or left if you're in the cafe, to the left side of there, we're going to move our church offices into there. 
We're going to move our church offices out of here when that's done and free up the space here for our school to expand. Uh, And that will enable the offices to expand and it will enable the school to expand. Everything to the right uh, in the front section there. We're going to look at designing that as a multi-purpose room. Let's consider it or call it a, uh, you know, like a secondary uh, overflow auditorium. And it will be able to literally do everything that we ever need it for. It can be used for dance classes. It will be used for internship classes. It will be used for Bible college classes. It will be used for songwriting. It will be used for prayer meetings. It will be an overflow room for services. It can be used for uh, conference events, for training nights, motivate, elevate. I mean, it will be a multi-purpose space of all multi-purpose spaces that can house anywhere from a small group of 15 or 10 that are praying or writing songs right up to 200, 250 people could fit in there as an auditorium setting kind of like this, uh, you know, seats set up like this uh, where, where they could do larger events or medium-sized events. Uh, and we're going, to, we're going to earmark that space to be used for a whole range of different things, basically get the best bang for our buck. You know, I believe that it's not really the greatest use of space when every room is only used once a week. I love it when we can multiply and, you know, have multi-uses happening uh, and, uh, you know, just make the dollar stretch. Uh, not to a ridiculous level where, you know, you're doing things in rooms that they don't belong, but that will be designed to very comfortably house uh, all of those things that I've mentioned. And I want you to understand something, because this one here, you might think, oh, yeah, physically finishing a building. I mean, that's not that exciting. All the other things we've shared require the facilities to be able to grow into them and do them. If we're going to believe God for a growing internship and training school, we got to have rooms and spaces to be doing the training and doing the classes. If we're believing for multiple levels of Bible college classes to be happening at once, we need the space to be able to do it. I want to throw this idea out to you. We've talked about this, uh, you know, quite a bit, but we know it's one of those ideas that's like a next step. It's not for the short term, but nor do I think it's too far off down the road. We believe that God is going to position us, especially as we can start to do some of these things that I've shared today and that we shared last week. We believe that the day is going to come where we will be able to host a church conference on some of the key things that we believe in that are our DNA non-negotiables in the church life. And we will be able to start to hold conferences at our facilities that both empower, train, and teach you, but also other churches who are looking to be trained and looking for help. Think about this, evangelism. Our church, 75% of our church over the last 30 plus years has been people who are unsaved and unchurched. I know pastors, I just was with one uh, not too long ago, a couple weeks ago, and he said, please, I'm begging you, start that conference. I will bring our whole team, I will bring volunteer leaders, I will bring everybody because we want to learn how to reach our community like you guys have. We want to learn how to raise up leaders from within like you guys have. All the things that happen here, worship, uh, and we're continuing to improve and get better when it comes to media and some of the uh, specifics that take place with, you know, the media visual side of things. But worship and music, uh, you know, evangelism, uh, reaching people, organizing teams, working with staff. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we really do well here. and We believe God wants us to be a blessing to other churches as well as our own. I'm a, I have a heart that I, I want to see all churches succeed for the mission God has them there for. I don't care if a church is small or huge. That's irrelevant. If you have a heart to reach your community, I got your back. God's got your back. And we know there's a real need because we've, we hear it over and over and over. There's a real need 
uh, in other churches to say, teach us how to do these things, how to implement these things. Well, we need the facilities. If we're going to grow conferences into something where multiple breakout sessions are happening at once, we can't all be sitting on the floor in the foyers, uh, you know, doing these sessions. We need multi-purpose rooms uh, where, where we, can, uh, we can do these things. So we're going to strategically build these programs and these ministries one piece at a time. But I also believe that God has us heading there, and he's given us two great facilities where we can start to dream bigger. Like I said earlier, we're never going back to how it used to be. I believe God has bigger and better things in store for our church and for your lives in the days ahead. This is an exciting time uh, to be a believer and be connected with Jesus. I want to give you a quick recap of our building fund for the Gage Park campus because this, again, was a great news, a great win story. Some of you are still uh, paying building funds. We see that continuing to come in week after week. But $523,000 has been given so far in a building fund where we originally targeted $500,000. I think you should give yourselves and God a hand for exceeding the target. To our knowledge, it's the first time ever we have exceeded a building fund goal in the history of the church. Uh, in fact, I can tell you, because I'm involved in the behind-the-scenes discussions, when we started this, we expect about 80% to come in based on history. History tells us 80% will come in and no more. We're, we're well over 500000 and it keeps on going. I love being part of a generous church. Generosity gets God's attention. Oh, it gets God's attention, Absolutely being someone who's generous and just passionate uh, about the things of God. I know some of you have said, I'm going to keep giving a small amount weekly. You know, I'm not doing my big pledge anymore because I paid it off, but, you know, I'm able to keep tacking on a little bit. We're going to share an idea with you heading into the new year. I won't touch on too much tonight, but an idea heading into the new year that involves as many of us as possible committing to simply 10 bucks a week. And we're going to share some more details on how this works. My dad has done this in the past with previous mortgages. And just with $10 a week, we're going to be able to pay off that Gage Park mortgage way quicker than we would otherwise. So we're going to share more about that uh, at a different time. I want to finish with, with this. <coughs> Excuse me. I want you to understand the potential that God has dropped before us with us having two campuses now. And like I've said all through the campus project, opening a new building in and of itself is not going to result in a whole bunch of people just running and swarming in here for Jesus, right? If it was that easy, we'd be opening buildings everywhere possible. The church will always grow the way it's always grown, one person at a time. You inviting, loving, connecting with, praying, believing for your friends, your neighbors, representing Jesus to them, inviting them into a relationship with Jesus. That's how it's always been. It's how it was with the early church. It's how it always will be. But I want you to understand something. We have now been brought into a new season, into a new land with these two locations where our church can double in size. Think about twice as many families being impacted with the gospel. Twice as many marriages restored. Twice as many teenagers set free and onto a path of destiny for their life while well, they're still young in their life. Their whole lives are ahead of them, and the enemy's trying to snuff them out. We've got the opportunity to see twice as many of them find the hope that Jesus has for them. Twice as many uh, people that you are neighbors with and that you work with and you go to school with. Twice as many people in your families. The opportunity is huge sitting right before us as God has brought us into this new territory and this new season with two campuses. With the current three weekend services that we have, this one and the two Sunday morning services, 
They can very comfortably grow to about 1,000 people in attendance with these three services. Now, that would be you know, a perfect scenario where the two Sunday services grow evenly. It's not easy to predict. You know, the odds of it being perfectly in line with each other are, are slim. But I'm just giving you some very safe, conservative numbers. We could see weekend attendance just on these three services uh, hit 1,000 people. Then you add in a second Sunday service like we used to have here. So you add another one here. You add another one down there. And now the potential is there to see weekend attendance up around 60 and 17 and 1,800 a weekend. And again, the numbers aren't what we're after. The changed lives are what we're after. And the more people get changed and transformed for the gospel, guess what happens? Momentum builds and more people are able to be impacted. Pure, simple math tells us that a church family of 1,500 or 2,000 people is going to have many more touches in the community than our current size that we are today. I believe God is setting us up, and he's got before us an opportunity that if we will be faithful to roll up our sleeves and keep working, keep praying, keep giving, keep inviting, keep connecting, keep loving, keep serving... There are many more people that he has in this city. And that is what it will always be about for us. Always. More people transformed for the gospel. I love how when we'd had our transition service, there were some people who came up and they were holding cards as they honored my parents and all the years of pastoring and ministry and impact that they've had. And you saw uh, people talking about, you know, their lives being changed and marriages being restored. Think about all the people you know whose marriages are in difficult condition right now. People who are living without hope and they just don't know where to go for answers. They do not know what they're doing with teenagers, how to raise kids. They're worried sick every night. Are my kids going to make it? Are they going to just go off with the wrong crowd? Think about all the people in our city that God has great plans and destinies for. Everything that we have done to get to this point with two sites and everything that we're now announcing for 2019 is with the goal in mind of us being strengthened as believers and with us being able to further impact and love on our city. Because I believe God does have many more people in this city. Can I hear an amen? Matthew 28, 19 and 20. This is how we started this whole process and this whole journey with multiple sites. And this is what I'm going to finish with tonight. Go make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And remember, I am always with you. Turn to your neighbor and say, he is always with you. God is always with us. People can oppose you. People can criticize you. People can try to bring division. The enemy can try to discourage. The enemy can try to uh, cause you to not think much of yourself or much of God's call in your life. But remember, God is always with you. His promises over your life are bigger than any lie the enemy wants to whisper. His destiny and plans for your life are bigger than anything else anybody else would try to speak over you. God has a great purpose and a plan and a destiny for your life. I believe that a church that is faithful to make disciples and live out the Great Commission right here in the city and the community God has planted us for. I believe a church faithful with that mission can have an honest and sincere expectation before God to have more opportunities further afield, more opportunities abroad, more opportunities in other nations. I told you this last weekend. It was something that we'd never spoken about publicly before. I I never had. I shared it privately with some groups. Someday, I believe, we'll plant churches in Africa. I don't know how. I don't know how that looks. I don't even know how to do that. I don't know where. I have no idea. It's just something God has birthed in here over the years. And when Danny Benia started praying and prophesying that that night, I was kind of smirking a bit like, wow, God, of all the things you could have had him share tonight, you chose that. 
Please understand, that's God giving all of us a little glimpse into more. It's God's way of saying, hey, you guys think you're doing great because you've now got two sites in your own city. This is the bigness of the God you serve. I see you overseas. I see you in Africa. I see you in other nations. I believe God will take the faithfulness that we're demonstrating here today. We are literally sowing into that long-term vision. Every cent that we give to this vision offering here tonight, yes, it's going for 2019, but in a big spiritual perspective, we're sowing into the future. We're sowing into the big dreams. We're sowing into the people you've been praying and believing for. We're sowing into our city, and we're sowing into cities that we don't even know where we're going to be located, and we're going to have a chance to bless and serve someday. I don't know about you, but I'm excited what God is doing here. And I'm excited that he has united us together and said, these are the people for this time and this season that I have joined and planted in this church family to see the next phase and the next season of his kingdom spread throughout our city. How many are grateful that you know Jesus and that he's got a destiny and a plan on your life? Come on, we serve a big God, amen? I'd like you to close your eyes. Uh, with me here for a minute before we receive this final offering here tonight. And like I said, everything that comes in is going to go to Vision 2019. If you're writing this on an envelope or online, just write Vision. If you're just, you know, putting in uh, money without a designation, it will all go towards that. Jesus, we love you tonight. Lord, and we are so honored that we can even be a part of your church. We can even